Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Here we are in the 220th podcast and we're cruising along. We're on Psalm 34 and we've decided to break Psalm 34 and a half. There's a lot going on in Psalm 34 and we're going to go ahead and do the first 10 verses. And with me as always is uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, what's going on? Good morning, Doug. Um, Well, this morning we are in the middle of Christmas season and trying to rejoice in the Lord. You know, after yesterday's podcast on doing that, I think it was about time. <laughs> yeah, well, yesterday <laughs> we learned rejoicing we had a, in the Lord again. We had to turn our eyes upon Jesus and uh, look full in his wonderful grace and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light mm-hmm. of his glory and grace. Man, is that a good song? I should have wrote that song. So... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Man, that's something I'd write right there, I think. Uh, now, probably not. We don't. Well, we've written some pretty good songs. And uh, so anyway, this weekend you were in Alabama for a wedding. And who got married this weekend? So one of my cousins um, got married. Um, it was my dad's. My dad's the oldest in his family. And next under him is my aunt. And it was her son that got married now who did he marry did he know this girl his whole life did he meet her somewhere i mean what what's the deal no i don't i honestly don't know all the details but i know he didn't know her his whole life wow so the wedding was in alabama when did you meet her for the first time at at the rehearsal dinner (laughs) and what was your impression of her she was a sweetheart um i really really enjoyed just a, the little bit we interacted, she seems like a really godly, sweet. Now, did you ever go to a wedding where you didn't like the other person? Like, you mean like the person getting married? Yeah. You know, like um, you went to the wedding for somebody, then you met the bride, and it was like, or the groom. Oh, and it was like, Whoa. No, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah I think I, I mean, Yeah. You've probably been to more weddings than I've been to, too. <laughs> what is it you're trying to say? Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Oh, don't even walk me down that trail. Oh, man, that's you're not trying a... to tra- trap me in my own words. So how did your diet go for you down there in Alabama? It could have been worse. Yeah. Um. It was, I mean, I wasn't 100% yeah. Yeah. on plan, but... Neither was I in Colorado last week, so I guess that's what happens, you know. We, uh, but it's it's tis the season to be jolly, and uh, what does that word jolly really mean? I don't know. It's not in Psalm thirty-four, so uh, I think jolly has uh, some food implication in there somewhere. I I don't know. Uh, I hope so, or maybe it's about booze. Maybe I'll never sing it again. I'm not sure. But I know what Psalm 34 is all about. And Psalm 34 is all about uh, this point. You know, so my life verse, and I think I've said this a hundred times, but 
My life verse is Psalm 34, 6. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. I mean, uh, words like that, verses like that, they just help me. They just bring yeah. me to a different place. You know, they that's something I can bet on. And don't you think people should have like a life verse or they, they should have a verse that they can rely on? Yes, I think there's a sense in which God gives us those verses um, that are special to us to go back to when we need them most. And, um, I know that's very true with passages the Lord's impressed on me. And what would you consider your life verse right now? Wow. Um, I think I would have the ones that I've had for a long time, um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And then also, um, I'm still hoping Ecclesiastes, looking at Ecclesiastes 3, um, the passages about where God promises that he makes everything beautiful in his time. Yeah. Still. It hasn't hoping, happened to me yet. Hoping for those. Yeah. He hasn't made me beautiful. But the work that I do, I believe. He doesn't say he makes us beautiful. He says he makes all things beautiful or everything. Everything. Yeah. Because I've met some people that have never been beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and I've I said think to it's myself. Events. It doesn't say everyone. Oh, okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure that I understood where you were coming from there. All right, well, here we are. <laughs> I gave up on the on the beauty, like personally, the beauty side of that from a, I'm thinking more circumstances. Now, now you're like going that. down that road where people get mad at me. So, and see, I have oh, nothing to do. why would people get mad at you? Because they, they say you're beautiful and. Oh, please. And then you bring up this bad juju and somehow it gets attached <laughs> to me. And this is, this is unacceptable. Uh, God has made you a beautiful human being. And, oh, uh, and, uh, we don't want to argue on a podcast. No, you know, I think we've spent enough time on this podcast be- <laughs> before hopping into Psalm 34, uh, <laughs> verses 1 through 10. And, and uh, I think the important thing to come out of the gibberish we just spoke of is, <laughs> is uh, uh it really doesn't amount to much, but this is this amounts to everything. This is God's word. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So we come, Stephanie, out of rejoicing in the Lord to blessing the Lord. I think they're hooked together. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. My favorite verse, my life verse, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Man, there's a lot going on in Psalm 34. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like the, it's like David's changing his behavior here. It's like, it's like a change that we all should have. And, uh, coming along it's putting things into perspective for us that I will bless the Lord and you know we almost should write a little sticky and hang that on 
uh, our mirror in the restroom when we wake up in the morning, hang it near our bed, that I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I mean, hearing those words, what are you thinking about? Well, I think, honestly, it's kind of funny, but I think of... um... I think of the way I will can be used in scripture. Yeah. And, you know, Satan, we're, we're told, is it in Isaiah, where Satan tried to exalt himself above God and said, I will sit in his throne. I will do this. I will do this. And it was blasphemy. And I think I will Satan's are powerful because they either, they either spell out an utter, dependence and love and commitment to Christ or the counterfeit. Yeah. It's one or the other. I will statements go one way or the other. And um, I think of the movie Courageous and um, how the main, I can't think of his name at the, at the moment, Adam maybe, um, but where he challenges the men in that, in that story to say, I will. I will stand up for my family. I will be a man of courage. And um, this is one of those statements, uh, a statement of commitment, a statement of ultimate, um, in a sense, surrender. Because, you know, there are many times when I don't want to praise the Lord or bless the Lord um, when those trials come that leave you a little bit at rock bottom or completely at rock bottom. Sometimes blessing the Lord isn't the first thing that would come to mind to do. And there's that sense in which there has to be that commitment and that steadfast foundation already established. So that when we're sinking in the midst of a trial or whatever, we hit that rock, that, that commitment we've already made of blessing the Lord at all times and continually letting his praise come forth from our mouth and um, it's amazing that if that's already been a commitment you've made, how even when you're sinking, you're going to hit that plateau, you're going to hit that rock, that foundation stone that you have set somewhere previously in your life that I will do this. And um, if you haven't done that, you need to because there are going to be those moments of despair and crying and feeling feeling like the world's crumbled around you and that foundation is is absolutely a necessity if you want to keep from losing your mind in those moments yeah yeah and there's there's just so much of that you know we need to bless the lord and you know it's it's funny but will i will is all capitalized and that word will and then my soul should make her boast in the lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And uh, I, I think there's a gladness that comes that we share um, when we bless the Lord. I think there's something that blessing the Lord, I think it's it's not magical, it's, it's godly. You know, there's, when we bless the Lord, we get blessed. I mean, there's something there that's bigger uh, than just blessing the Lord. I, you know, we can... We can worship. I mean, you see these political rallies. You hear people screaming out since I was 18 years old. I uh, I can remember my first vote in a presidential election was for Ronald Reagan. And and uh, I can remember, you know, just uh, everything through presidential elections, people screaming out and how good it makes the political candidates feel. Just recently, uh, 
uh, you know, there was a great Senate race here in our state of South Carolina and, and Lindsey Graham and how great he felt when people yelled out, you know, we're going to get you for six more years in Senate. We're going to do this. But think how much more it means to God when we stop everything we're doing, when we uh, and we take the time to, to boast in the Lord and uh, when we take the time to bless the Lord. I mean, it changes things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. And I think it, it gives us courage. I think there's a sense in which praising God um, make, brings us to that point of where verse 2 he says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord, will make her boast in Jehovah God. Yeah. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And it builds us up. Praising God encourages our hearts in, in who God is. And, um, singing all of that you know plays into this where um there's a sense in which when we praise god it's that beautiful it's like prayer where there's that sense of it's a it's in sweet incense it's of a sweet you know has that sweet smell to god so to speak like the prayers um god talks about prayer being that way and worshiping god is a powerful um it gives courage. It gives strength. Yeah, it does. It does. And, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And what does that word magnify mean? To exalt, to make large in and, your eyes. Yeah. And there's none bigger than God. Who should we magnify more than God? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we live in a world where we want to magnify people. We want people to feel good. We want to point out their accomplishment. You know, I came from the army where uh, awards were handed out and medals and ribbons and, you know, certificates of appreciation and certificates of commendation and all those different things. Uh, but with God, it's bigger than that. It's it's we're magnifying him where we're, you know, we're, when God is huge and people are small, we're in the right place. Uh, and where, you know, there's a book I read years ago where God is small and people are big and oh my, and then there's a complimentary book to the other side of it where God is big and people are small, but it sits there and talks about the perspective needs to be right. And the perspective is that God is huge. None of us uh, can come close to, to even being godly in the God sense of things. And I think, I think that's what we're reading about here. I think that's where we're going here. And uh, is that we got to magnify God above all, above all. And uh, we got to exalt his name together. And how do we do that together, Stephanie? Um, there's a there's the sense in which you can do it at church. Um, you can do it at get togethers. Um, I think of the day, um, the anniversary of Charles' death, when we were all together and we just spent time singing. And that was a beautiful a beautiful time of exalting him together that encouraged, I know it encouraged me. It encouraged me. And and we exalted God together and we went back and we looked at, uh, uh, you know, I didn't get to know Charles on this side, uh, but I know Charles' wife. I know Charles' kids. Uh, and uh, I can tell you that Debbie and I thoroughly enjoyed the time together and listening to the testimonies and the different things going on. And I I'm glad it wasn't another funeral. It was a time of encouragement. But magnifying the Lord through that was the reason for that. And you mentioned that right in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then we get to a different section here 
where we're seeking after the Lord, I believe. And in that first verse coming right out of that, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So we know that there's craziness is going on. Um, you know, we, we know that with David, you know, there, there are people, there's Imbemelech, there's Absalom. I mean, there's all kinds of things constantly going on with David. But he's saying, you know, in the midst of my troubles, in the midst of running, in the midst of being scared, in the midst of being upside down, in the midst of all that, I sought him and he delivered me, he heard me. Uh, and more importantly, he delivered me from those fears. And I think, you know, greater is him that is in me than him that is in this world. And I think David found that right there. I think David's seeing that, hey, greater is him that is in me. Uh, it's greater than anything in this world. And, you know, these people who are worried about this person being mad at them, this person saying this, this person saying that, it's real. It's stuff we go through, Stephanie. But among yeah. that, we need to find that greater is him that is, he, that is in me than he that is in this world. And uh, what's it like to be delivered from our fears? I think there's that sense in which it's a peace. God gives that peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. And I think that's what that deliverance is. Um, it's crazy, you know, how God can take you in the midst of a situation where um, I think of after Charles was killed and just I remember sitting outside the hospital there waiting waiting to see the doctors and having this incredible fear that the gunman was going to reappear and finish what he had started and at the same time having this peaceful calm that I couldn't explain and it's just the presence of God I think that is God's deliverance from fear is when he just covers us with his presence and knowledge that he's with us yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there's a few things we're seeing in these verses, but that's it. And uh, and then we look upon him, they looked upon him, and their face were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. So when we look upon God, you know, our faces are, they look different, don't they? It's like coming, uh, coming down from the mountaintop, you know. Uh, and uh, we should have those experiences every day in the morning. You know, maybe we should start our days with reading the Bible. Many people start their days listening to this podcast and trying to find truth in this and, and looking to get their faces lightened and understand that we have nothing to be ashamed of. We serve a huge God. We magnify him. We lift him up. We, we give him the placement that he deserves. And when we do that, we fit in where we, we're supposed to be. And life goes easier for us. And, and you know, we're... We deal with crazy things in life, Stephanie. You've dealt with them. You know, you buried a young husband. You, you've dealt with the craziness of people around you. you. You know, people out here listening to me are, you know, kids are messing them up. Families are messing them up. Life is messing them up. Boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, and so on and so forth. We could name every type of position, every type of life. But I think an important thing coming right here out of verse 6 is this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And I think five and six are hooked right together there. We, our faces have been li not ashamed. And then this poor man cried and he saves us. So God saves us. And I mean, more than anything else, we need to be in that position where we're blessing the Lord in verse one, because God saves us and uh, we're blessing the Lord. And in ways we bless the Lord, Stephanie, and I mean, thinking about in context, Psalm 34, ways we bless the Lord, what comes to mind? Wow, well, we bless him, obviously, with our words. 
I think our countenance makes a huge statement. Um, if we if we walk around, if people don't see um, the Lord's joy in our in our countenance, um, then then that's a way we are not honoring, glorifying Him. That's a way that we can show, even if you can't always speak of letting your countenance magnify and glorify and reflect who Jesus is. I think that's a huge, um, a huge way that we do that. And then obviously in our interactions with people, are we, when we leave, you know, leave a situation, if, you know, wherever we are, do we leave behind a reflection of Jesus? When we leave, do people say, wow, that person walks with the Lord? Or do we leave and they say that person's a jerk? Yeah. And, and it makes a difference what people testimony. Yeah. What people see makes a difference. And, yeah. uh, you know, don't be a jerk today. Uh, you know, be that person where your uh, your faces were not ashamed to be in front of God. And you're going to be ashamed to be in front of God if you're a jerk. Uh, but if you yeah. take things right, I, I think that was great. And then the angel of the Lord campeth round about them that fear him and he delivereth them. And, uh, uh, the angel of the Lord is around us uh, that fear him. So fear God, have that fear in the Lord, trust God, accept his plan for your life. And it's more than just fire insurance, Stephanie, when we get saved. It's more than just stopping mm-hmm. going to hell. It's a it's a whole world change. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's a lot. I think there's a sense, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry. T- oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so folks, when we do these things from afar, which are most of them, uh, we, we, we don't look at each other. Actually, uh, Stephanie's in a van in Winona Lake, Indiana right now, and uh, I'm in my recliner in Greer, South Carolina. So we really don't get to look at each other. So um, we just play off of each other's words and stuff. But, uh, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. In verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear them. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. So, I mean, as we're reading that, we're seeing that we're supposed to taste and see that the Lord is good. And we, we're in his word, we're tasting his word, we're chewing on his word, we're studying his word. We're going here first thing in the morning, we're, we're coming here uh, and we're, we're finding out that God is good, that he's blessing us. That's what David's saying. I'm finding out that God is blessing me. I'm finding out that yeah. these things are good. I'm finding out that everything's working out. I, I like these things. And I, I think that's what I'm seeing here, Stephanie. I mean, is that what you're yeah. thinking? Yeah. No, I think that's very much. Yeah. It's, God, is, God is faithful to take care of us. But I love that in Psalms. He reassures us of that over and over and over and over again. And there's a comfort that comes as you read these verses to see that God is promising to take care of us. Yeah. And um, it gives it gives you, you can trust him, but then also it gives you just a peace that when you um, keep your eyes fixed on him, say, God, this is what your word says. Please, please keep these promises to me. And, and to know that you're committing your soul to, to the faithful creator who loves you and made you. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and you know, and again, going back to the lions, the greatest of the jungle animals, he says, you know, the young lions, they do lack. Uh, 
and, and suffer hunger because they're small. They're not catching the food. They're not getting what they need, even though they're quick, even though they're this. Uh, but he's, but then he, so he compares you to that. But those that seek after the Lord, but those that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. So we're blessing the Lord. You know, we're coming into this verse, blessing the Lord, praising the Lord. Uh, we're boasting of the Lord. We're magnifying the Lord. We're making him bigger. We're seeking the Lord. Uh, we're looking on him. He, our faces are not ashamed. He's delivering us. Uh, poor men, poor in spirit, are yelling out to him, are calling out to him. He hears our cries. He saves us. He encampeth his angels, encampeth around us, the angel of the Lord. Uh, we taste and see what is good. And uh, uh, blessed is the man that trusteth in him. We're fearing the Lord as his saints, for no one should want and fear them. And then we're, we're not in lack. We're not really needing anything here, Stephanie. And I, I mean, just wrapping up and practically getting out of what we got out of these first 10 verses. And, and what's coming to your mind this morning? Well, well, I love verse four. I think it's one of my favorite verses. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And, you know, I think this is David, David speaking in retrospect as he looks at what God did for him. Yeah. And that we would be able to look back on our life at, at circumstances in our life and say, I did, I sought God and he kept his promises. He proved himself faithful. And I think it creates in me more of a desire to seek God and to say, God, would you show yourself strong? Would you, would you show yourself to be the God that David boasted of here? Because you're that same God, you haven't changed. Yeah, that's right. And I'm seeking your face, and would you do this for me? Wow, and that's good. And as, as Stephanie's thinking about what to sing us out of this morning, uh, how to finish this, remember to bless him, friends, magnify him, uh, boast on him, uh, get that lightened face, be not ashamed, call out to him like the poor guy did, know that the angel of the Lord is encampeth you around you, taste it, taste God's word, taste in the Lord, pray to him, feel his Holy Spirit, trust in him. Fear the Lord and his precepts and, and and be among his saints. There's no want for any of us who fear him. And remember the young lions lack no matter how fast they are, no matter how brutal they are, no matter how quick they are, no matter how great their reflexes are, they suffer hunger. But those of us who trust in the Lord. So how do we close that up? What song do we use to close this up today, Stephanie? Well, I was just going to go with the chorus of Fear Not My Child, if that's okay. Hey, that's one of my favorite choruses. <laughs> Fear not, my child, I've walked the path you're walking. Fear not, my child, I'll carry you along. Fear not, my child, and trust in me eternal. Your faith's reward your comfort and your song. Man, I love that song. We sure do love you, folks. Listen, we want to make sure that you call upon the Lord, uh, those who are poor in spirit. So listen to every word we have for you this morning. We sure do love you, folks. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.